Well, hey, everybody. My name is Josh. Give me a wave out there so I can see y'all. Wow, man, this is, this is, this is new for me, preaching to, to people in, in 2020, man. This is, this is crazy. Hey, before I get started today, um, I just want to tell you, if you don't know already, how awesome your church is. Um, I, this is where I go on my Sundays off. And I know that that's just like a thing that you're, oh, you're just saying that because you're speaking. No, like really when I'm off, I'm coming to renovation. Uh, We came here, my family and I, we were frequent attenders back in 2013 at a very pivotal point in uh, my faith and my ministry right before I got my call into uh, youth and worship ministry is actually where I started. And so I want to give you permission as a guest speaker this morning to give yourselves and your church a round of applause really quick. Go ahead. Go ahead. It's okay. You can clap for yourself. Number two, I also want to recognize your pastor, David. He's been a great support uh, for me personally, and I am just blessed to, to give you a week off <laughs> and be up here. And uh, anytime you can do that for your pastor, anytime you can give him and, and some, some de-stress because, you know, 2020 is not an easy year, um, do that do that because that blesses him and his family. So let's give it up for David too. (laughs) See, that's what you can do as a guest speaker. You can have you guys applaud for each other. I'm just making sure I got everything set up here. I'm I'm always trying to be that person who's like over-prepared. And I feel like I'm over-prepared up here, but I'm not, I wasn't prepared for the sun being in my eyes. So I'm still I'm going to need aloe later, so I was underprepared for that. Um, are there any over-preparers in here? Anybody who, yeah, go ahead, shoot up a hand if you're an over-preparer. If you're the type of person who knows what you're doing months, weeks in advance, you're the type of person that packed enough in the diaper bag for, you know, seven kids, and you, you're, always, you're always prepared. You knew you were coming to church like when church ended last week. So let's see, over-prepares, over-prepares, okay? How about under-prepares? Raise your hand if you are an under-preparer that you just found out 15 minutes ago that you were coming to church, that you, uh, that you forget the diaper bag everywhere you go, kind of under-preparing. Now, I want to ask you one more question. Who is married to the opposite uh, <laughs> it always seems that over-preparers and under-preparers are always married, but who could have prepared us for this year? Who could have prepared all of us for what was going to happen in 2020? I know for our church, for Made New Church, we decided, hey, 2020 seems like the year that God's calling us into planting a church. And our expectation was a lot different than our experience so far. How about for you guys, for renovation? You guys are building a building right now. That is so exciting. I drive by it almost every day and I pray and I get excited that, yes, that's where people are going to meet Jesus. But then it's a different expectation. It's a different experience because, oh no, now we have building restrictions. How about vacation? Did anybody have plans to travel somewhere and then it, it, you have to edit your plans and go somewhere else? How about all of the division that's happening this year? How about school? Who in here is in the Anoka Hennepin School District and is going crazy because you don't know what days you're going to school, what days the kids are going to school? It's a lot different than we expected. 
And so what I want to talk to you about is what do you do when your expectation does not meet your experience? What do you do when your expectation does not meet your experience? Because unfortunately this year, I've talked to a lot of people that have lost faith in God's plan. They've lost faith even in God when they look at cases spiking, when they look at kids not going back to school, when they look at churches and fun places they used to go to being shut down. You know, they're worried, they're, they're anxious, they're reading Revelation thinking, is this the end? And I, I, there's so many people that are just stuck in this, God, what are you doing? What are you doing right now? Have any of you had that breakdown prayer moment where you're just like, God, what is happening right now? What, what are you doing? But what if we stopped trying to figure out what God is doing and started letting him prepare us for what he's going to do? I'm going to say that again. What if we stopped trying to figure out what God is doing and started letting him prepare us for what he's going to do? So I've titled today's message, Preparation. And my prayer for you is that as I share three Christ-centered biblical truths of how we can let God prepare us for what's next, my prayer for you is that when your expectation for something does not meet your experience, you can lean on these three things instead of saying, God, where are you? And it can be so easy for us to feel unprepared for what's next, but the first thing we need to know is that God created us for what's next. Ephesians 2.10 says it like this, For we are God's handiwork, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared us in advance to do. There has never been another you. There has never been another Josh Myers. There has never been a uniquely different person or similar person, I should say, than you. There has never been a 2020 There has never been a year 2021. You are God's handiwork. You are his masterpiece. You are his poema. In other words, you are God's work of art. You are God's work of art. Everything that went into your being. Just think about it for a second. Your fingerprints, how they're each uniquely different from the person sitting next to you. Your eye shape, your eye color, the way that your heart pumps and sends blood throughout your body, your cells, your brain, every, every single limb of your body that God carefully crafted and designed. And the good news is, that you still have empty space. You still have empty canvas for how God is going to use you. You were created on purpose for a purpose. Look at your neighbor and say that. You were created on purpose for a purpose. Say it in the chat if you're watching online. You were created on purpose for a purpose. Our God created us for what's next. He's prepared us And he's created us to this point. So what makes us think that God is just going to let us go in this moment? Not only has he created us for what's next, but God sees what's next. He sees what's next. 1 Corinthians 2.9 says it like this. What no eye has seen, what no ear has heard, what no human mind has conceived, the things that God prepared for those who love him. Do you love God? Oh my gosh, like one kid said yes. Do you love God? All right, good. I'm in the right place. I just want to make sure. (laughs) 
If you do, if you said yes, I feel good for you because because God's prepared something. God sees what's next. But the problem is, is that we don't see what's next. I don't even see what's next for your life. And so I think about it like this. When I was eight years old, I got stuck on a roller coaster. It was a traumatic experience for me. Let me tell you, I was stuck uh, going into a corkscrew and we were stuck there for about 20 to 30 minutes and it completely traumatized me. I didn't want anything to do with the roller coaster ever again until I was 17 years old and I went to a little place that you might know called Disneyland. And at Disneyland, I was there with a bunch of friends and they were pressuring me into roller coasters. And so I decided I'm going to break my fear of roller coasters. And so I went on my first roller coaster. It was a ride that you might have heard of called Space Mountain. Now, if you've never been on Space Mountain before, it's in a big dome and it is completely black and there is nothing but strobe lights and red lights. You do not know what is coming and you don't know which way you're going. And of course, as I get up to the ride, I'm sitting in the very back row of this roller coaster. And so I am completely and utterly terrified, okay? And so as I'm sitting in the back, I am having panic attacks going up and down and twisting round and round. And and even being in the back, I have no capability of even trying to make out what's coming. And this is how 2020 has been for a lot of us. We feel like this unpredictability of being at the back of the roller coaster, of riding this ride and having no idea and being in the dark of where it's going. But then after it was done, I liked it and I went to go ride it again. And when I got on the ride, this time I sat in the front and a a pair behind us who had never been on the ride had that same panicked feeling. And I want to tell you this morning that God sees the ride that you're on. He sees what's next. He knows what's next. And sometimes it can be hard when you're on the roller coaster, when you're in that moment, because I've been there before. When I was 15 years old, I struggled with anxiety and depression I didn't know if life was worth living. When I, was, when I was in my early 20s, I was thrusted into single fatherhood as my wife abandoned me. In my late 20s, my daughter was taken out of my own backyard. And I look at these low points in my life and I think, God, what are you doing? I'm on this ride and I want to get off. And all these things I was underprepared for, but God saw me before they happened. He saw me while they were happening, and he knew how he would use me if I trusted him through it happening. And if I can confess something to you guys today, I'm not really good at this. I'm not really good at this. I'm the type of guy who like 20 minutes into the movie, I'm already trying to figure out the ending. Anybody else? I'm already trying to figure out what, what God's doing. Why, why could he allow this to happen? And my third and final and most important point today is that we need to know that God controls what's next. 
I haven't asked you to open up your Bibles yet, but now I'm going to do that. So open up your Renovation Church app, your YouVersion Bible app, grab your actual physical Bible and turn to Romans 8.28. If you do not have Romans 8.28 highlighted yet, you got to get on that because it is a beautiful verse. So let's read it together. It says, and we think that in some things God created, God uh, works for the good of those who love him. Is that what it says? No, it says we know We know it is a faith statement. Faith is believing when you don't see it, when you don't understand it. We know that in some things, no, in all things, God works for the good of those who what? Love him. There's that theme again, for those who have loved him and been called according to his purpose. That means everything that the enemy meant for evil, God can make it work for good. He can take brokenness and turn it into blessing, pain and turn it into praise, fear and turn it into faith, trial to testimony, hurt to healing, hopelessness to hope. Can I get an amen on this? This is good news. This is really good news. But do you trust the one that is in control when you feel out of control? Do you trust the one that is in control when you feel out of control? Right now I have a two-year-old and up until this point, my two-year-old has trusted me everywhere that I've taken him. I say, come on, buddy, we're going to get going. And, and he gets in the van, no questions asked. You know, he's ready wherever we're going. But now he's getting to that age where he starts asking all the questions. Where are we going, dad? How long is it going to take, dad? When are we going to get there, dad? Are we there yet? Are we there yet? Are we there yet? And... I think when God calls us to have this childlike faith, it's this faith that says, God, I trust you when I feel out of control. And so what this looks like is that we may not know where we're going. We may not know how we're going to get there, but we trust that our heavenly father is going to lead us there. That's what I'm doing with this church in 2020. That's what I did in my life when I was 15 years old and I gave my life to Christ. That's what I did when I was was in my early 20s and my wife left me. And I saw that as I handed God that that thing that I wanted to control. I wanted to control my healing. I wanted to, to figure it out. But when I surrendered that control, God did a much better job than me. Because God used me to lead people to Christ. God used me to start a divorce care ministry. And God introduced me to my wife who I celebrated six years of marriage with yesterday. And I'm so happy of how God, yeah, thank you. I'm so happy of how when you give God control, he makes all things work together. And so when my daughter, just one more example. So when my daughter was taken out of, my backyard, knowing that God was in control of that and God made it happen that she could escape and run home before inevitability happened. And so I'm so thankful that when we give over control to God, he is a good father and he makes all things, not some things, but all things work together for the good of those who love him. And here's the confession, you guys. No one knows what's next. No experts, no bosses. Nobody can predict what's coming. We don't know what's coming. We don't know how. We don't know why. But we know 
as Christ followers who. Amen? We know who. We know who created us for this time. We know who sees what's next. We know who is in control of what's next. And his name is Jesus. And so I want to end with this. I want to thank you guys for for, uh, letting me share God's word this morning. And I just want to also just say... um, we would love any kind of support as we try to plant in 2020. It's been a very difficult year to start a brand new church. So any kind of support, prayer, anything that you uh, that your heart feels led to give, you can check us out at madenewchurch.org. And um, I just want to thank you guys. I want to thank you guys for, uh, for being the awesome church that you are and know that uh, at Made New, we're praying for you and we love you guys. So let me pray for you. God, I thank you so much that you have prepared us for what's next. God, I thank you that you created us, that you see what's next, and that you control what's next. And God, we thank you that you make all things work together for our good. We praise you for that. In Jesus' name, amen.